0: I'm back, and we've got a lot of catching up to do on Right Now with Jim Dawes in the Mojo 5 Radio Network, streaming live on iHeartRadio and available on demand as a podcast on all your favorite directories, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spreaker, and Spotify. And you can email me at BravesHell at rightnowjimdawes at gmail.com. Or you can call the vent line get something off your chest. That number is 772-245-0750. That's 772-245-0750. Leave your questions, comments, or rants there, and we'll use them on the broadcast. Well, I am back. I was off last week. Now, most... Uh, Radio hosts were off major portions of last week, and I was as well but uh, it was not because of the holidays I had intended to bring you new uh, new programming uh, with the exception of Christmas Day and New Year's Day. but I had a family emergency up in Atlanta. Um, my daughter is still living up there. She moved back actually to uh, to be with her boyfriend and last week uh, she was the victim of a random uh, crime. Uh, she had bullet ho- bullets come into her apartment through the wall, 40 caliber bullets. And, uh, she's living in Cobb County used to be a a safe place to live, but, uh, now Atlanta is falling beneath the waves of the cultural enrichment that we're, uh, enjoying in so many places in this country and now formerly safe areas are no longer safe. So I had to get up there and, and try to get her, uh, relocated, to a safer, uh, location. And, uh, and that kept me away from the microphone, but, um, you know, it's, it may be for the best. Um, I needed some time off away from the news, despite the fact that I was dealing with this uh, stressful situation and the listeners also needed to step away from the craziness in Washington and, uh, in our, our culture and, uh, and take a breather. And I want to start today's show just by a little uh uh event that happened over at CNN where they once again beclown themselves uh during their New Year's Eve show. I don't know if they're doing this on purpose or if uh, their true uh you know nature is just coming out uh, after a few holiday drinks. He had Anderson Cooper uh on air with um one of these flamboyant gay Guys, and uh, and they could not restrain themselves from talking about their favorite subjects.
1: She turned to Anderson and said, "He's not gonna ask me who has the biggest leap of anyone I've ever been with, right?" No, it was. She turns to me out of the blue and goes, he's not going to ask me who has the biggest cock in Hollywood, is he? Okay. That's what she asked. And just said it.
0: Okay. <laughs> right there on the air on CNN, Anderson Cooper said that. You know, it, to give his guest a little bit of credit, he, he bleeped it out. But uh, Anderson Cooper came right back and uh, and said the word right there on the cable news network. A formerly proud actual news organization founded by Ted Turner in Atlanta. And now they've, uh, they've fallen to this. You may recall it was, uh, it was about six months ago. Brooke Baldwin had Trey, uh, Clay Travis on the show. He, uh, he is a sports commentator. They they brought him on to comment over, uh, CNN, uh, ESPN becoming, uh, involved in politics and Clay Travis, said this, for which Brooke Baldwin promptly tossed him off the air.
2: Yeah, you're, you're I, absolutely I, right. I did go, nice. I did go straight to that. Guys, why would to you even it, say that live on national television and with a female host?
1: I say it live on the radio all there? the time because it's true and that's what I do. Because I like boobs and the First Amendment, which is exactly what I said. Even I'm sorry, i To have her I'm anatomy done. brought up, to have anyone's anatomy brought up in this I'm conversation? I'm done. This is done. This is innocent.
2: conversation over yanking Mike's uh,
1: Bye. See ya. Um, so
0: Brooke Baldwin can't bear the fact that he said boobs on TV, which, you know, boobs are certainly not obscene or off limits, but now you've got Anderson Cooper on the air talking about actual anatomy, uh, you know, genitals and, uh, and he'll be back on the air, you know, uh, with his, uh, his fake news coverage. No problem. Just, uh, it marches on over there at CNN and Ted Turner's up there in, uh, in Montana now, and he must be thinking, Oh God, why did I ever make a deal with, um, with ABC and, and that bunch. So, uh, despite the fact of what other hosts have been saying, there has been a lot of news to cover, uh, to cover, uh, for one thing, the Biden gaffe tour rolls on. And at this point, it's not even, it's not even uh, accurate to call it a gaffe tour. It is a gaffe tour de force. Joe Biden is the Michelangelo of gaffes. The Biden campaign is a, a, a regular gaffe spewing machine. It's kind of become a full-time job just trying to keep up with all of the Joe Biden gaffes. And I'll just start with this one. This is the most recent He was at a campaign event just, um, just the other night when a child, uh, uh, a a young girl asked a question and this was Joe Biden's response. Now keep in mind, this is, this is the same Joe Biden that we've got on videotape snuggling and fondling and groping little children. And, uh, and he's, he's been, you know, chastened for it and, I'm sure somebody at his campaign has said, you got to avoid this uh, feeding into this narrative anymore, but Joe Biden can't restrain himself.
1: How old are you, honey? You're 11 years old. Talk to me before we leave, okay? How old are you, honey? You're 11 years old. Talk to me before we leave, okay?
0: That is unbelievable and uh, and he's still uh by the way putting his hands on children in inappropriate ways but you know um a lot of this stuff that Biden's doing is is very at this point very substantive stuff i mean he is saying things that uh, are just unbelievably Wrong, not a little bit wrong, not, you know, degrees of wrong, but 180 degrees out of sync, just totally and absolutely ridiculously wrong. And a lot of this is uh, the most recent uh, interview that he gave with the Des Moines Register, a far left um, newspaper that will endorse whatever lunatic that the Democrats nominate. But he was meeting with their editorial board, and they were asking him about, uh, you know, the upcoming impeachment trial in the Senate, where uh, the Trump administration has uh, threatened to call him and Hunter Biden to get to the bottom of their corruption in the Ukraine. And the editor at the Des Moines Register asked him uh, if he was subpoenaed to testify you stand by your earlier statements that you wouldn't comply if
1: you were subpoenaed to testify in an impeachment trial before the Senate? Correct. And the reason I wouldn't um, is because it's all designed to deal with Trump doing what he's done his whole life, trying to take the focus off him. The issue is not what I did. Not a single person. Not one single person, even that Doug Giuliani and his compatriots, have said, I did anything other than my job. Every one of the people who sworn testimony worked for him said Biden did his job and he did it well.
0: Nobody's saying that. Literally nobody's saying that. So Joe Biden's out there continuing to try to put up this front that nobody has ever accused him or his son of doing anything illegal. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You've got th- Two former prosecutors in the Ukraine that said that Joe Biden had them fired to protect Burisma, the son, the uh, company that his son was working for. You've got um, members of the Ukrainian Parliament coming forward and saying that Joe Biden and his son Hunter were uh, skimming money, the billions of dollars that we were pouring in over there. Joe Biden continues. To say, oh, there's nothing to that. Nobody's ever accused me of wrongdoing. Oh, yeah, they have. You need to tune in to One American News Network where Chanel Rion is absolutely exposing not just Joe Biden's, but all of the, uh, the Democrats' cronies' corruption in the Ukraine. But now he's saying that he will refuse a subpoena to testify before the Senate if he's called. Well, that's the same thing that the Democrats supposedly just impeach Donald Trump for obstruction of Congress they say first of all it's not obstruction of Congress the president was merely invoking his executive privilege that all presidents do when they are uh, they're abused by Congress by trying to drag their uh, lawyers or cabinet members up there and and uh, get them to recount conversations with the president of the United States. Trump's not only doing that to protect his executive privilege, but he's also doing it to protect the office of the presidency. The executive branch is a co-equal branch of government and cannot be subjected to this kind of abuse by the legislative branch. But Joe, Joe Biden doesn't have any executive privilege to hide behind. He's just literally saying, I would ignore a subpoena, would not comply with it because I don't want my corruption in the Ukraine to take away from uh, this this bogus case that we've ginned up against Donald Trump. Let's dip back into this uh, this interview with the Des Moines Register.
1: This is all about a diversion. And we play his game all the time. He's done it his whole career. He's done it his whole career. And um, I'm very proud of the job I did. I never, never, never moved off of dealing with corruption there every single person thought that prosecutor general should be fired from the imf to all our european partners
0: yeah the imf which is controlled by the united states and the european partners who are probably just as corrupt as biden was biden set u.s policy in ukraine His son was over there making millions of dollars off a corrupt energy company. And as soon as the prosecutor, Shokin, raided the uh, CEO of Burisma's home and started confiscating their property, here comes Joe Biden demanding that the prosecutor be fired. If this were any other politician... Especially a Republican politician, the news media would be all over it. But now it's left basically to Chanel Rion over at One America News Network to try to expose this wrongdoing. But uh, I, I've, I've got a whole list of these Biden gas. We got to catch up with them. It's it, it's uh, it's hard to keep up. But stick with us, and we'll be right back, and we'll look at some more of them. Mojo. Yo.
2: Here's to the innovators, the makers, the doers, and the hustlers of D.C. With Facebook Elevate, you can grow your business, build your online presence, kickstart your career, or turn your passion of creating content into a reality. Facebook Elevate is a program that provides free digital marketing courses, potential job opportunities, and coaching from Facebook experts that can help you kickstart your career. Learn more at facebook.com FBElevate. Facebook Elevate, on the rise, together.
0: So last week, had yeah, Joe Biden telling the Des Moines Register that he would not comply with the subpoena, which is what the Democrats have charged Donald Trump with in their impeachment articles. So, you know, the Democrats recognize the hypocrisy and, and made Joe Biden get back on the same page by saying, oh, yes, I guess I would su- comply with the subpoena. But they're going to do everything in their power to make sure that Joe Biden does not have to testify before the Senate. And they'll probably be successful in that because uh, the truth of the matter is a lot of those senators had their uh, hand in the cookie jar over in the Ukraine as well, both Democrat and Republican. But, um, you know, (laughs) at the same time, the Democrats are impeaching Donald Trump for refusing to comply with a subpoena. Old Joe Biden's out there on the campaign trail saying he would refuse to comply with a subpoena too. And unlike Trump, he doesn't have any legitimate reasons to refuse to comply. The other count, article of impeachment that they're charging uh, Trump with is uh, abuse of power. And so Biden's out there on the campaign trail trying to support uh, that narrative as well that somehow by trying to get to the bottom of the Democrats' corruption in the Ukraine, Trump abused his power. And, uh, and, Biden says, well, that's the worst possible thing you could do.
1: I really, honest to God, believe our democracy is at risk. My dad used to have an expression Joey, the greatest sin of all is the abuse of power. Whether it's a man raising his hand to a woman or a child, or whether it's somebody with economic power abusing people who don't have it, or a government that abuses its power, it's the greatest sin.
0: It's the greatest sin for the government to abuse its power. Do you really believe that Joe Biden's dad used to tell him that? Joe Biden just makes stuff up. And I guess this this line was probably written for him by one of the uh, PR flacks over the Democrat party. Get out there on the trail and uh, and start talking about Trump's abuse of power. The uh, Trump war room was uh, quick to respond.
1: Joe Biden promised Ukraine a billion dollars if they fired the prosecutor investigating his son's company. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. son of a bitch. Got fired. But when President Trump asks Ukraine to investigate corruption, the Democrats want to impeach him, and their media lapdogs fall in line. They lost the election. Now they want to steal this one. Don't let them. I'm Donald Trump, and I approve this message.
0: Yeah, I I think that that spot started out a little too cute by half by saying that he gave them a billion dollars to fire the the uh, prosecutor engaged in bribery. He didn't engage in bribery. He engaged in actual extortion. He threatened to withhold a billion dollars that was coming from in the form of United States loan guarantees that Ukraine will probably default on those loans and it'll be left up to the American taxpayer to to pay that billion dollars. But this was right after. I mean, he, he had an unscheduled meeting over there to demand the prosecutor's firing right after that prosecutor, Shoken, we're going to hear from him later in the show, started uh, started seizing Burisma assets. What he actually engaged in was not bribery, he engaged in extortion. And that's the same exact thing that they're, they started out accusing Donald Trump of. They had to back off of that because the the record didn't support that. So now they've charged him with this Sort of amorphous abuse of power that they can try to, you know, impeach him based on innuendo and um, hearsay. But Biden wasn't through last week. While you were enjoying your turkey dinner at Christmas and uh, and your champagne at New Year's, Biden was out there on the co on the uh, on the trail demanding that miners, coal miners, who he's promised to put out of business. Following right in the footsteps of Hillary Clinton, I mean, you talk about a gaff machine. Hillary Clinton was saying, you know, we're going to put a lot of those miners out of business. Biden's out there saying, yeah, we're going to we're going to do away with fossil fuels. We're going to put those miners out of business, and oh by the way, we'll just retrain them to be computer programmers.
1: The third thing we have to do is we have to set certain guide rails down massively. So between the years 2021 and 2030, it's irreversible the path we've set ourselves on. And one of which is doing away with any subsidies for fossil fuels, number one. Number two, holding them liable for what they have done, particularly in those cases where you're underserved neighborhoods and you you know the deal. And by the way, when they don't, when they deliver, put them in jail. That's what I'm, I'm not joking about.
0: Well, that, that was the wrong clip. He was actually... Uh, this was a clip where he was threatening to throw fossil fuel executives in jail for global warming. So, I mean, that that sort of illustrates the leftist uh, tendency toward tyranny. There's, there's no law against producing energy. But Biden's out there promising to put him in jail. The number one most profitable uh business sector in this country energy, he's gonna throw them in jail for for providing Americans with inexpensive gasoline and, and uh and fuel to heat their homes. Here's this clip with uh, Biden threatening uh or telling miners that they uh they should just learn to code.
1: I come from a family where, an, an area where it was coal mining is grand. Anybody who can go down 300 to 3,000 feet in the mine, sure enough can learn how to program as well. But we don't think of it that way. Even my liberal friends, the president asked me to get Detroit out of its problems. Remember, Detroit went bankrupt. And he gave me authority to do whatever I needed to do. So I set up with all the agencies. What is all the money out there in Detroit could qualify for? And they didn't ask for it. They didn't know how to get it. They didn't know how to get it. The end result was not just because of me, but because of the.
0: So uh, what Biden's saying there is that, um, you know, if, if inner city Detroit residents can learn to code. We can teach these minors to code.
1: They in the need IT. They went out into the neighborhoods. They found fifty four, happened to be all women, not by intention. Mostly women of color, with a few exceptions, ages twenty four to twenty yeah, twenty four to fifty two or four. They went through a nineteen week training program in the community college there, learning how to program. And I remember telling people this, and my liberal friends were saying, "You can't expect them to be able to do that." Give me a break!
0: Oh my God! So this is—I mean, this is Lunch Bucket Joe, blue-collar Joe, the friend of the working people, and he's out there bringing up this old saw that, oh, it's okay if we put all of these uh, workers in the energy sector out of business. We'll just teach them to code. And they've—and these people have heard this before, as the Democrats were destroying their jobs in the last decade. They were constantly telling them, oh, we'll just retrain you for one thing or another, and, and literally hundreds of thousands of people went through retraining for one thing or another, and no sooner had they retrained in one sector that the Democrats and the uh, the Republicans in Congress were offshoring their jobs as well, those jobs as well. You want to put coal miners out of business and teach them to program Oh man, I don't know if we have time for this last bit. Of course, you know about the the shooting at the West Freeway uh, Baptist Church in Texas, where armed parishioners protected the congregation by uh, by killing um, a, a an invader that was armed and and uh, determined to, you know, do a mass shooting there wasn't that long ago that Joe Biden was saying arming churchgoers is irrational.
1: It is irrational. With all due respect to the governor of Texas, it's irrational what they're doing. We're talking about loosening access to uh, have guns, be able to take them into places of worship, store them in school. I mean, it's just absolutely
0: irrational. Just absolutely irrational. Well, it's irrational unless you're being fired at. So so the Democrats want to take away uh, guns from law-abiding citizens in this this wrong-headed belief that somehow uh, people that are going to commit mass murder are going to abide by the laws. This guy, in this case, had prior convictions. He was not allowed to own a weapon. The people, the law-abiding citizens in the congregation were licensed to carry, and they defended that congregation, and in six seconds this shooter was neutralized and the congregation was saved that that will not change any of the minds on the democrat side they're so determined to blame the gun instead of the criminals that they will leave us all vulnerable to to the uh, to the criminals we've got to run out to a break when we come back we're going to take a look at uh, the attack on the American embassy in Baghdad stick with us right here on the Mojo 5 Radio Network.
2: This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. Need an extra hand with dinner? Just ask your connected home device to fill your pasta pot, and Delta Faucet Voice IQ technology will fill it with the perfect amount of water. Visit deltafaucet.com slash voice IQ to discover more.
0: And you're back on right now with Jim Dolls and the Mojo Five Zero Radio Network, a daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an America First perspective. So this shooter comes into the West Freeway Baptist Church in a place called White Settlement, Texas. I'm sure that uh, the name of that town also infuriated the leftists. And he uh, had a sawed-off shotgun. Uh, he, was, uh, he was being monitored from the time he stepped in by this security detail that the congregation had formed. It was led uh, by a, a deacon that was, in fact, a former uh, deputy sheriff and, and firearms instructor. The shooter came in and he was confronted uh, as soon as he pulled his weapon by two of the security detail, both of which he was able to shoot dead before being uh, shot himself by this former deputy sheriff, who took uh, who took him out in six seconds. Now it's a shame that those uh, those two security detail uh, died, but how many more would have died had it not been for uh, the congregation. Uh, uh organizing to protect themselves and this brought to light Joe Biden's previous statements about how it was wrong and irrational to arm uh, uh churchgoers and allow them to protect their congregation you got to keep in mind that this is after houses of worship had been targeted by these uh, these monsters repeatedly so Biden wants to just leave them there unprotected in the hopes that taking a weapon, weapons away from uh, law-abiding citizens will also cause the criminals and the lunatics to give up their weapons. I'm going to play you this clip from Biden one more time.
1: It is irrational. With all due respect to the governor of Texas, irrational what they're doing. We're talking about loosening access to uh, have guns, be able to take them into places of worship, store them in school. I mean, it's just absolutely irrational.
0: People in churches absolutely need to uh, take into account what's been going on because for the longest time, those were considered soft targets. No, uh, uh, what do they call them, gun-free zones. And they knew that uh, churches and schools and other places like that are easy targets, and so they've targeted them. The good citizens of Texas know how to respond to that. You take the soft target and you turn it into a hard target, and this uh, this incident In White Settlement, Texas is going to send a message to all of these lunatics that uh, if you come into a church, you're liable to pay for it with your life. The uh, lieutenant governor of Texas, I can't remember his name right now, but he responded to Biden's ridiculous statement.
1: I have a message for, for Joe Biden. Uh, we passed that bill out of the Senate. I'm proud of it. Senate Bill 635 and Senate Bill 2065. And let's, let's be very clear to the American people, whether you believe in owning a gun or not owning a gun, that the Democrats are dangerous. If they get elected to the White House, they will pass executive orders to take your guns, take your ability to protect yourself, your family, your property, and your friends, as those men did yesterday. There's darkness and there's light, and we all know it. And that was evil yesterday and first responders, God bless them, they were there within a minute. But this was over in six seconds, and if Jack Wilson had not taken down that killer, there could have been 10 or 15 people killed before the police got there. It's the citizens' response that's the most important to stop these shooters.
0: I can tell you, based on what happened to my family last week, that uh, the police in these sort of situations are largely there to take a report and to, uh, to pick up the pieces and try to, uh, prosecute the criminal they they're not able to respond in time to actually protect you it is up to you to protect your family and your friends and the good citizens of Texas have the sense enough to know that yeah it's our, it 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 should be against the law for criminals to own guns guess what it already is and to a large degree especially in these democrat controlled cities they don't enforce those laws but they want to add more laws to take away uh, the right of the Second Amendment right of citizens to protect themselves. And you got a hotbed of this going on in Virginia right now, where this disgraced governor, Northram, who is caught wearing blackface, is trying to get back into the good graces of the leftists by uh, by seizing guns. And they're going to pass some laws out of the uh, thoroughly Democrat-controlled legislature, and Northram's going to sign it. Making it illegal for Virginia citizens to uh, to arm themselves, and they're going to go out and uh, and do one of these uh, gun confiscation schemes. He added money to the budget in order to increase jail space for the amount for the number of people that he plans to arrest that defend their Second Amendment rights. And of course, you probably already know that uh, over a hundred county sheriffs in Virginia have promised not to comply with these laws. They're calling them sanctuary cities for second amendment rights. They need to stay away from that term sanctuary city. That is a, a, nullification scheme put together by the Democrats in order to ignore federal immigration laws. Of course, they need to not call them sanctuaries. They need to call them actually, uh, uh, constitutional, uh, enclaves or constitutional counties. Because the the state cannot override the Constitution. Any law that they pass trying to confiscate people's weapons that conflicts with the Second Amendment of the Constitution is, by definition, an illegitimate law. And the the elected sheriffs in those 100 counties are absolutely right to declare that they're going to ignore them. You got some of those sheriffs in uh, Virginia. uh Promising to organize militias and deputize uh, the all of the gun owners in their counties, so it's good to see finally uh, the Republicans pushing back against this. But it's going to escalate in this coming year. This twenty twenty is going to be a year where the Second Amendment is sorely tested. Before I get away with uh, from the uh, the whole Joe Biden. Issue. I, I want to point out that he promised, or he said, on the campaign trail that he would consider appointing a Republican as his running mate if he uh, if he could find one that was you know sufficiently Democratic. He doesn't have John McCain to appoint anymore, so I guess he he would fall back on uh, on Mitt Romney. Well, I guess he could go get Jeff Flake as well. That that would be right in line with the, the Democrats now drag up old Joe Biden and get Jeff Flake, the, the biggest conservative you ever saw to be on the ticket with him. I don't think it'll ever happen because, um, <laughs> the leftists in the party are demanding that if they do nominate Joe Biden, that he's going to have to put somebody on the ticket that, uh, you know, is, uh, is from the far left wing of their party they're, they're uh, beating the drum for Stacy Abrams which who still claims to be the legitimate governor of Georgia claims that she was uh she was uh cheated out of that position but uh Jeff flake would fit right in on a Democrat ticket he would uh he could be counted on always to betray the Republican party because he's got a long history of doing that. So this weekend, the, um, or this week, the American embassy in Iraq was attacked by Iranian backed militias that were posing as protesters and they tried to breach the walls and force their way into the embassy and they were repelled by uh, the American military detail there. Of course, the Democrats ran to their Twitter accounts and ran to the microphones, accusing this of being Donald Trump's Benghazi, ignoring entirely that Donald Trump called up 4,000 American military personnel to reinforce the embassy, and that no American personnel lost their lives, and that he was right on top of the situation. They're, they use any sort of incident to try to smear Donald Trump, even when Trump is successful. And, of course, the reason that the uh, Iranians are attacking the American embassy in Iraq is because uh, overturning the government in Iraq uh, created a vacuum to which the Iranians were quick to, uh, to fill and they have established a, 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 a foothold now in Iraq. We should have never gone into Iraq, and we should have never built this 100-acre embassy compound in Baghdad, a giant sitting target for people who hate America over in that region. And you got this Ben Rhodes guy, who was the national security advisor for Barack Obama, a creative writing major from college that Barack Obama appointed as his national security advisor. And he said on Twitter, uh, Ben Rhodes did it's hard to overstate the total failure of Trump's Iran policy. Nuclear program has resumed the regional provocations escalated and the U S isolated. <laughs> this is the guy that that was responsible for the policy that was delivering billions, hundreds of billions or $150 billion on pallets of cash to the mullahs in Iran that they promptly turned around and used for terrorism in the Middle East and, uh, and to attack Israel. Probably the most inept foreign policy advisor in the history of the United States. And for him to compare this attack on the, American embassy in Baghdad to what happened in Benghazi just illustrates one, his cynicism, and two, how out of touch he is. The truth of the matter is nobody with any sense cares what Rhodes has to say, but you know, the, the Democrats will ignore the history of failure of the Democrats uh, under Barack Obama and national security advisor, Ben Rhodes, and then pick up this, uh, this notion that this is, similar to what happened in, in Benghazi. It's actually just the opposite of what happened in Benghazi. One, the place was defended effectively. Two, nobody died. And three, the president and the administration acted immediately to protect the life and property over there. I don't know what we're going to do with this 100-acre acre embassy in Baghdad. As far as I'm concerned, they they they've spent... Billions and billions of dollars on this. Why you need a hundred acre embassy in a Middle Eastern country is uh, beyond me. But I guess it was money that the uh, the con that the Democrats were able to get out give out to their contractor friends. And you got old John Kerry running around uh, with this shadow diplomacy that he's engaged in, undermining the Trump administration's official foreign policy over there. And we'll take a look at that when we return right after these messages. Stick with us.
2: As you make plans this season, consider convenient COVID-19 testing from Quest. Get the same test hospitals use without a doctor visit.
0: So, you know, uh, Donald Trump did away with the ridiculous policy of the Obama administration of trying to buy off the mullahs and pretend that they had suspended their nuclear program in exchange for these. I guess when all is said and done, it was about $200 billion of actual financial uh, transfers to Iran that they promptly turned around and used to continue their their, uh, worldwide terrorism. Donald Trump scrapped that deal which he was uh, perfectly entitled to do after a review and uh, and has imposed um severe economic sanctions on the mullahs that have caused about 400 billion dollars of uh, of economic pain to Iran and and prompted widespread protests against uh the mullahs control over the Iranian government that has basically turned them into a a terrorist pariah state, and sacrificed the economic future of the people of Iran to their, uh, to their ideology, their radical Islamic ideology. But that hasn't stopped old John Kerry uh, from running over there and engaging in this shadow diplomacy where he's telling these mullahs, if you'll just hold on. We'll uh, we'll run Trump out of office either through impeachment or by uh, by beating him in 2020, and then we'll get back to business of uh, of facilitating the your your terrorist agenda. And what this is is an actual violation of the Logan Act. You know that's what Sally Yates had accused Michael Flynn of engaging in when he had conversations with his Russian counterpart after. Donald Trump won the election. He was, the, uh, he, was the, he was to be the incoming national security advisor. And so, like every other administration, he had conversations with his counterpart, not only in Russia, but worldwide, but Russia was one of them. And Sally Yates used this as an opportunity to accuse Flynn of violating the Logan Act and, uh, and send these FBI agents over there to entrap uh, Michael Flynn and ruin his life. But you've got John Kerry, the former Secretary of State that negotiated this disastrous deal with the mullahs in Iran, that's engaged in a shadow diplomacy, an actual violation of the Logan Act. He is no longer in government. He had no longer—he's not coming into government. He doesn't have any official position. And yes, yet he is over there, actually sharing um, the administration's plans. He, he's sending his former aides to these, uh, to these uh, meetings where they're formulating American policy to, uh, to defeat the mullahs. And he's sharing that intelligence with the, uh, the leadership in Iran and, uh, and Mike Pompeo, this our current secretary of state objects to this pretty strongly. But what secretary Kerry has done is unseemly and unprecedented. This is a former Secretary of State engaged with the world's largest state sponsor of terror.
1: And according to him, right? I don't, I don't have to take my
0: word for it. He, these are his answers. He was, he was talking to them. He was telling them to wait out this administration. I, I, it, you, you can't find
1: precedent for this in US history. And um, secretary ought not to secretary Kerry ought not to engage in that
0: kind of behavior. It's inconsistent with what the foreign policy of the United States is, as directed by this president, and it is beyond inappropriate. It's beyond inappropriate. It's actually criminal. Now, the Logan Act um, is about a two hundred year old act. It never has actually been successfully uh, defended. And I don't think that they could prosecute Kerry under the Logan act, but there's certainly other things they could prosecute him under. And they could, uh, they could push back more forcefully than they have because he's continuing to engage in this. And it's not as if Donald Trump doesn't have this on his radar.
1: What I'd like to see with Iran, I'd like to see them call me, you know, John Kerry speaks to him a lot. John Kerry tells them not to call. That's a violation of the Logan act. And frankly, he should be prosecuted on that. But my people don't want to do anything that's only the Democrats do that kind of stuff. You know, if it were the opposite way, they'd prosecute him under the Logan Act. But John Kerry violated the Logan Act. He's talking to Iran and has been has many meetings and many phone calls. And he's telling them what to do. That is a total violation of the Logan Act.
0: So you would think that uh, John Kerry might have told him it's a bad idea to be attacking American embassies, but it's kind of ridiculous for Donald Trump to be up there saying he should be prosecuted for the Logan Act. Well, if he should be prosecuted, then you are the chief law enforcement officer in the country. Instruct them to prosecute him. Of course, the Democrats would lose their mind and their media shills would be uh, claiming this was an abuse of power. But it is absolutely not an abuse of power. The president has every right to protect American foreign policy. And if a former secretary of state is over there undermining the interests of the United States has a duty to act on that. I guess the president and his handlers or his advisors feel like, uh, they're boxed in by this impeachment and can't take effective action against John Kerry. But I would, I would tell them that, you know, being frozen, from actually doing your job is, is playing into the Democrats' hands. So last week, the New York Times did this major expose where they published on their website videos of uh, interviews that were conducted to try to smear uh, Eddie Gallagher, the former SEAL, who is now retired and was uh, prosecuted under the Obama administration for war crimes, because a uh, an ISIS fighter in his custody died, and the, the, uh, they had uh, disgruntled members of Eddie Gallagher's units. He was a chief; he was the leader of the squad. Testify that he uh, that he that Gallagher killed this ISIS fighter, and this was an effort uh, by uh, Navy prosecutors. To, uh, to try to uh, convict Eddie Gallagher of committing war crimes, and they put a lot of pressure on all of these uh, these subordinates of Eddie Gallagher to try to, to uh, get a conviction. Once these prosecutors start, they, uh, they try to get a conviction at all costs. And the New York Times, now that Gallagher has been cleared at a court, at a court-martial of actually committing these crimes, they went back because Donald Trump met with Gallagher during Christmas at Mar-a-Lago and, and, and engaged in this smear campaign against Eddie Gallagher. And the truth of the matter is Eddie Gallagher was over there in a, a combat situation. And he's saying that, uh, these, these, uh, subordinates who testified against him had, uh, had uh, shrunk from combat that he uh, that Gallagher was uh, aggressively engaging in and engaged in this campaign to bring down Eddie Gallagher. And then uh, and then it it came to the attention of uh, these prosecutors who went after Eddie Gallagher. Here's a um, here's a report from ABC News about the New York Times smearing of Eddie Gallagher case the president has been personally
2: involved in. This past summer, Gallagher was acquitted of shooting civilians and killing a captive
1: ISIS fighter. But this morning, The Weekly, a TV series from the New York Times, has exclusively obtained Navy interviews with the SEAL team members who accused Gallagher of misconduct
2: in the first place. Up until now, they had only been quoted in trial. We want to warn you, what you're about to see and hear is disturbing.
0: I'm not going to play it. I mean, it, it, it is these prosecutors putting pressure on these seal team members to testify against Eddie Gallagher on pain of being accused themselves and one of the one of the witnesses that the New York Times quotes actually admitted that it wasn't Gallagher that was responsible for the death of this ISIS captive it was in fact him they don't report that they don't report the the charge that Gallagher was ultimately convicted on posing with the body of this ISIS fighter, Gallagher was just one of about a dozen uh, Navy SEALs and other special operators that uh, were caught posing with that uh, that ISIS victim. Now, uh, I think that was wrong, but considering the hell that the U.S. Navy put Gallagher and his family through for the last, I guess it was three or four years, Uh, Donald Trump was absolutely right to um, pardon him for that error in judgment that uh, was engaged in by a whole bunch of other military personnel who were not prosecuted and to allow Eddie Gallagher to retire with full honors and, uh, and with his rank. So, you know, the New York Times never misses an opportunity to try to support and defend actual criminals that were convicted in a court of law and second guess them uh the the juries in those cases but in this case they take someone that was acquitted in a military court and they turn around and say well he's he's guilty and Donald Trump was wrong for for pardoning him if the Democrats didn't have double standards, they wouldn't have any standards at all. So what else do we have from last week that we need to talk about? Oh, man, uh, in the coming shows, I'm going to read you this letter that Donald Trump wrote to Nancy Pelosi after she orchestrated her bogus impeachment. And Chanel Rion over at One American News Network has been absolutely relentless in going after the Democrats' corruption over the Ukraine, and she has now come up with uh, with ties to Nancy Pelosi's son, Paul Pelosi, that he had his uh, his hand or his snout in the trough over there as well. He was running over there claiming to be a representative of the something called the International uh, Council on Sport or something like that. I'll play you this clip here of her interviewing an editor from the national file on Paul Pelosi and his uh, his activities. ...endorsement from the World Sports Alliance. World he claimed Sports that he Alliance. was meeting with the Ukrainian government to discuss a youth soccer program. However, we now know that the World Sports Alliance was a diamond mining scam and also a cryptocurrency scam.
2: Paul Pelosi Jr.'s good friend and business associate, Asa St. Clair, who ran the World Sports
0: Alliance, is now facing 20 years in prison and is being prosecuted by the Southern District of New York. So you want to know why the Democrats are... Uh rushing through this bogus impeachment effort against Donald Trump it's because they uh, they always do this when they're caught in wrongdoing they accuse whoever uh, caught them of engaging in that wrongdoing and then they uh, they use their mouthpieces in the media to put up a a bunch of squid ink to cover up their own wrongdoing and this is taking place over at Fox News as well it's it's not only, the New York Times, Washington Post, all the networks and the cable news networks. The daytime programming on Fox News is turning a blind eye to all of this Democrat corruption. But we've got this small upstart alternative media organization in San Diego, One American News, with Jack Posobiec and, and uh, Chanel Rion that are actually doing journalism and reporting and taking a look a hard look at the Democrats. And and as this year goes forward, the mainstream media is not going to continue to pretend that uh, One American News is not uh, hitting pay dirt on these stories. Chanel Rion has two of the former prosecutors in the Ukraine saying that that, uh, Joe Biden had them fired for going after Burisma. And now you've got this wrongdoing uh, of of Paul Pelosi being exposed as well. Paul Pelosi was engaged in exactly the same princeling corruption that Hunter Biden was. And uh, Chanel Rion needs a security detail, I will say that, because she's exposing a lot of of, uh, stories that the Democrats are not going to sit still for. That takes us to the end of this edition. My return to the microphone. Thank you for joining us. I want to invite you back here again right here on the Mojo Five O Radio Network for another edition of Right Now.
2: This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. This episode is sponsored by schwans.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question.